right, folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. Of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It's a beautiful night for a podcast, and as always, sitting beside me is my father, the patriarch of Redneck Country, Real Redneck Tom Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? It is. That's it? That's it. That's all you have to say? I walked over. Say the same thing every time. I walked over. It's a beautiful evening. That's what I was waiting Lovely for. Evening. I thought, really? That's all he's going to say? He complains. I gave him the spot to talk, Bill. Here's the Yo. here's silence. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted silence. And all he gets, it yeah. is. That's, yeah. Are you going to let me talk tonight? Am I going to get to say anything? Well, there you go. There's Dead your air. opportunity to jump in two feet and let's get this party started. I'm surprised you didn't bring the hot rod over tonight. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Saturday, the, the guys, a bunch of the guys, they meet out at Pinafore Park every Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock. And so I was determined to fire it up and, and go over for a couple hours. And it was really a nice afternoon. It wasn't too hot. And there was probably about 15 cars there, I guess. And uh, I had a good visit with the guys. There was lots of people driving around. Lots of people stopped by to look at the cars. And it was great. I, I spent a nice two hours, got to drive the car, show it off a little bit. It was very, very pleasant. And you know what? September 18th, they've revived the Nostalgia Car Night in St. Thomas on the main street. Starts at 4 o'clock. Typically, we get about 4,000 vehicles. So I'm I'm hoping. 4,000 vehicles? Yeah, they, they close complete. Like, it goes for, I would say, a half, three quarters of, of the main street of St. Thomas, right from... Ross and right on down to the West End, out of town, and there's that's like the big one down in Detroit. What's that, Woodward Avenue? Woodward, yeah. Now this isn't a cruise. This is people. We park, and they they go along with a microphone and tell you to park facing out so that megaphone park along the street so you can get more cars. They could in. go along with a microphone, but if it isn't hooked up to anything, it ain't really gonna make a it difference. It might not, yeah. not be very loud. Anyway, anyway, they go along and say, "Turn your cars out. Turn your cars out," so you get more in and. I'm hoping, and I see. I don't know if COVID gonna COVID gonna scare some sightseers away. Is it gonna scare some of the car guys away? I don't know, but I'm thinking guys are getting so tired of being cooped up and not being able to have car shows. Up, we'll cooped up. Yeah, that we will get (laughs) we'll get the turnout hopefully. And I'll tell you, there is a lot of nice cars in St. Thomas. There really is, And, and then surrounding area like. We get them from a long way yeah, away. Yeah, you get a big well. draw. Like you guys get a, a nice opportunity it's to cruise a, there. It was, yeah, it's Highway a, three, I guess, goes a long way. It's a great show, and it's September eighteenth. So I'm really looking forward to it. Seeing everybody. That's my parents' wedding anniversary. Oh, September eighteenth. Take them to yeah, the car don't show. Don't ask. Don't ask me how many years. I don't. I don't know. But Disgraceful. <laughs> Disgraceful. <Bill. laughs> yeah, how many years your parents been married? I'm not allowed to say because it shows their age. 53 in uh, July. 53. 53 in I know I wouldn't have said that. We just had yeah, you, you I would have respected close. the privacy. We just had our yeah. 53rd. Oh, congratulations. That's, that's awesome. So did you guys get up to any outdoor activities this weekend? Or this week past? Well, when was the last time we chatted? I did. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it has. I did a little bit. I did a little bit of activity concerned hunting. Did you? Yeah, I. You know the field that you and Jay came down for and hunted with us that wheat field. Yes. I went and talked to that farmer and got you guys on the list, and you're all signed in for this year. Oh, that's awesome! And I'm uh, getting so pumped up about the goose hunting. I was texting Todd 
and the geese are just in the, the fields all over the place here, and I cannot wait. So if you got that field again, man, it's going to be good. That field is not wheat, but you know the roadway we went on in, we went in on, and then we drove to the left. Of the, the driveway. Field. Yeah, the driveway yeah. that we went in on, and then the field was on the left. Well, the field right. on the right is wheat this year, right across from it. Same. It's going to be and awesome. The front field. The front field that was corn last year is all wheat this year. So there's two wheat fields on his property this year. So well, just geez, gotta, the geese will be all over that place. I'm hoping so. We just got to keep them scouted. And the goose, the early goose season opens two weeks today, tomorrow. Two weeks tomorrow. Does September it? 1st. September, September 1st. 1st. That's crazy. It's never been that early. Yep. I got to get my, uh, my license. Yeah, me too. I did today. Mm-hmm. It's $19. Are we doing a... Uh, are we doing a September first goose hunt? Yeah, it's a it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, it's a Wednesday. So it's up to you guys. I can. Find a field. Can you, Todd? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Most likely. All right. Well, then we'll find a field and we'll we'll book her in. I have the Thursday off because we're going to a Maroon Five concert in Toronto. What time you for that? I don't know. Who's Maroon Five? Sometime in Thursday afternoon, huh? He used to be on The Voice. Who's Maroon, Maroon 5? 5. No Shut up. Are is. you being serious right now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Stop. You're it, not You're not serious right now. No, I have no idea who Maroon 5 is. Adam Levine? Who? You're lying. Stop it. <laughs> I have no Bill idea what you're talking about. know who Maroon 5 is. You just got called a loser. And she's Isn't probably like she's, your, number five guys she's your biggest fan. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh she I says mean. you're a loser with love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'd know their stuff if I heard it, but I don't know bands. I can break into a song here, but then this goes in a different direction of a podcast and yeah, I don't think you want you to know, lose me to a record deal. No, I'm thinking that we should probably keep you grounded, so keep your singing to yourself. <laughs> You'll have to Google it, Bill. You'll have to Google it. We bought Megan, my daughter, tickets for Christmas. We didn't think it was going to happen because of COVID, but a, a year ago, Christmas? Two years ago. So it got canceled once already, so now it's back on. So we're going. Hmm. That'll be pretty interesting for you to, to head down to a concert to see what it's all about in the COVID times. But. In the COVID times. In, in Toronto yeah. to boot. Yep. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. And uh, and for you, Mr. Millard, oh, Jr. Have we got time? Have we got? So yeah, full disclosure, sure. I just came from the dentist. I was just saying before we got on here that I may not be that talkative tonight. I'll give you some airtime. Man, I'm not, cool. I'm not all cranked up and ready to rock because i've I, I mean that i got a new dentist and he's a freaking rock star i mean he pulled a tooth before we went on holidays because i had this tooth i went to see my dentist they're like well we can root canal it or we can pull it i said what can you do today well nothing then why did i come in here why did i have this emergency appointment so we can look at it so we'll do it the week you get back well what am i going to do about the pain the whole reason i'm here i can put up with some pain but this has gotten to the point now, like I've chipped it so many times. It was two years the filling fell out two years ago, Christmas. Uh. And so it's two and a half years now. So I'm like, finally, the tooth chipped away slowly that now it's down. I can't, I, man, I ate lunch that day and almost went through the roof when I took a bite. So I'm like, that's it, calling Dennis. So went in and, and they were just like, 
yeah, well, we'll fit you in. And I'm like, I'm begging and pleading. And they're like, well, no, well, all right, all right, we'll fit you in. I'm great. So I go in and they're like, well, we can pull it a root canal. I said, well, what can you do today? I really don't care. And he's like, well, nothing today. Well, why did I come in here? I could, I could tell you about the tooth. You didn't have to look at it. It hurts. Yeah. It gone. So they're like, well, we'll do it the Thursday you get back. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Well, I'll give you a prescription for painkillers. I don't do that. So I came home and started to work again. And I'm like, all right, I got a call. So I started making phone calls and I found one that said, yeah, we'll take you tonight. So like six o'clock, I went up there and this dude, I walked in, he had me frozen, tooth pulled 20 minutes back in my vehicle. I'm like, that's pretty efficient. That is a dentist. And I didn't, I'm like, dude, I've never had a tooth pulled. I don't know how this is going to feel. And he's like, you ain't going to feel a thing. Trust me. And I didn't, I didn't even feel the needle going in. Like it was awesome. It was, I didn't know if it was going to be needles or they put the stuff on the end of a Q-tip and freeze it first. And I hate the dentist. Yeah. If you got any dentists uh, listening to us, you're probably (laughs) great people, but man, I don't like going to the dentist. No. So they're like, they're, yeah, they're, they're pain and torturous. So he pulled it out. So then I'm like, he's like, I want to see you when you come back though. And I'm like, yeah, no doubt. Cause this mouth is a cash cow. So yeah. <laughs> I went back and he's like, well, there, there's two right beside where we pulled that tooth. Probably could use some buildup. Well, my old dentist told me I could only root canal and cap them. Like they were too toast to be able to fill and build back up. And my benefits that I got, I guess I had to call and I just never bothered. I mean, it's been five years. I just deal with it. And so I, I carry tooth, you know, I carry toothpicks everywhere I go. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, I can fix those. So I went in tonight and again, I mean, I literally, my appointment was quarter after four. So I sat down, I had to fill out the COVID thing. They have to take my temperature and all that. I get back in the room, 420. And then I sit down, he's like, all right. And he says, oh, I'm not going to be long. We'll get this doc knocked out. He did two teeth, build them back up. And I was back in my truck at 10 to 5. That's, uh, again, and that's, that's after getting my appointment for next week because I got another hole in the other. I'm like, dude, I got a hole. He's like, your, your tooth is fine there. And I'm like, no, 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 there's a hole there that food gets stuck in. And that's why these freaking toothpicks, it will throb if I don't poke it out of there every time. I'm tired of carrying these things. And he's like, all right, well, we'll do it. We'll do it, make another appointment. So then I had to stand there, make another appointment. So that was with standing there, making sure my benefits went through and then making another appointment. I was still back in the truck at 10 to five. However, I've never had it where the freezing came out so quick. And, oh. and now it's, yeah, dude, I was, I was laying down before pain, this. I'm just like, I don't, I don't recognize pain. This is a discomfort, <laughs> Bill, discomfort. Oh, I see. Yes, I got it. It's a, it's yeah, a slight I, I, discomfort. No, what's discomfort is finding out he can still talk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back around slowly. That's discomfort. It's coming back around slowly. I'm starting to feel a little bit better as we go. I think I just needed the blood pumping. You're starting to ramp up into this podcast thing and, and, and the words are flowing. So I did want to apologize to everybody, though. I was going to be boring listening to Dad and Bill. I hear you. I have to do this all the time, like every day, folks. Right. I know yeah. your pain. So I thought, you know what? I'm as as I told the dentist story, I'll take one for the team and I will I will put the discomfort aside and step up to the plate. But you know Good. what I, I do miss is the cottage because I was glad he got it fixed because we were keeping fish and were they delicious. And he had no problem eating the fish. Not at all. In fact, we had brought some fish home and it took me two meals after we got home 
to finish them up, and they were. And oh, that's saying something, folks. They were good. I was still eating them. At home. They, were, they were good. But yeah, this this week, I my 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 brother in law has been got a new kayak. Sold his old kayak that we found a couple months ago on Facebook, and he used it for a bit. And then I found another one come up on Facebook that was more like mine. His his, his previous one you couldn't really stand up in. It's still a full blown fishing you can't kayak. Can't stand up in yours either. Oh yes, you can, my man. And I will tell you. I will tell you now. So he's been he's been fishing hard and bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. So we just finished. So I got the golf cart trailer that. I've had the turkey chaser. We converted it now. My brother-in-law helped, uh, welded on some two-by-four steel tube, put some two-by-fours in it. We drilled some hole. Father-in-law owns an electrical company, got inch and a quarter uh, conduit, slid that through the posts, and now we can load two kayaks on that golf cart trailer, and then still those tubes just slide out because we caught her pin them. They just slide out, and then I could still load the golf cart on it. So we're good to go. That's, so, that's impressive. Oh, it's slick. So we had that. I, we just finished that this week and my uh, last week and my brother-in-law has been driving me nuts to go fishing in this new kayak and I, I had an extra trolling motor in my garage so we built a little um, it, and it put it in his fishing pole holders built a piece of uh, two by four oh, across yeah, yeah. outfitted dropped. him with, uh, with all the necessities oh so yeah so he's all pumped now so he's been hitting it hard and bugging me so he's like rondo bay rondo bay so we took off saturday morning left home at five was at rondo bay in the water by six and we fished till 9 p.m i mean we did Did not come off the water 6 a.m to 9 p.m and the battery and the weeds were crazy so the battery died around 4 30 p.m for me so I had to break out the paddle for six hours, well, five hours. But you, 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 you're not steady paddling, though. You're, you're positioning no, yourself into it. It just becomes a, like because you get so used to that nice trolling motor that I yeah, can just sure. start. I can stand up and I'm casting like on a bass boat, and then you start to drift yep. out of the spot. You just beep 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 beep. beep turn it off and then out you go you know, out, you keep <laughs> yeah. fishing now you got to put your rod down pick up your paddle to get back in the spot right so and then the wind picked up from time to time that would kind of blow you here and there and get a little get a little harder to paddle against never worried like it, it, it's in the bay so it was absolutely fine but we fished that sucker like crazy and we are bill are you ready for this We are gonna, we've got our YouTube channel we've had for a long time and there's some, some stupid videos up there. I tell you what, nobody's been there. Redneck country on YouTube and check out Scotty Goodall chasing down a goose (laughs) through the goose. There's nothing like Scotty's milkshakes. It brings geese to the yard. And (laughs) so I I mentioned to you, my brother-in-law is now like, he's full blown, always been a full blown fish fisherman, like addicted watching YouTube. And he's always wanted to have a YouTube channel of fishing. And so I've got a GoPro, had it for a while. I got a drone. I got that DJI Mavic Pro, like a decent drone and got the DSLR camera with the boom mic and everything like that. So I thought, you know what? We're going to, we're going to try to make this a go. So coming soon, I'll tell you what, it's going to be the first installment. It's going to be short, but I'm, we did a little competition. We strapped on the GoPros. He got a GoPro and, and we said, all right, heads up, let's go. And I'll, spoiler alert, I beat him. 
And so, how's the uh, how's the video quality so coming off the chest mount GoPro? Yeah, it's it's decent. I'll tell you what we got. I I bought new really. So anybody with a GoPro, you buy a GoPro. So the chest mount to go to Best Buy or something like that. Buy that chest mount from GoPro name brand. It's gonna be like sixty bucks. You go on Amazon and buy like the kit that's some knockoff thing, and you get like. 40 accessories, chest mount, all kinds of mounts for like 20 bucks. So that's what we bought. Well, we bought with it come these really thin cases. So I have the waterproof case. And the issue is the the audio, because when that waterproof case oh, is locked probably, on the yeah. sucker, you can't really hear much that well, right? Because it's locked in a waterproof case. And I thought, you know what? I, 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 we're, I'm not going over. I'm confident. So oh, yeah. So I put it. And I, your track record says nothing about going over in the kayak. I won't yeah, have absolutely. dad with me. We're going to be good. I'm not with him, so I'm confident. <laughs> so we, we got these really thin cases. It's just a frame around the outside. So it doesn't even touch the front or the back. It just holds it in that chest mount. So it's, it's pretty decent. So now I just got to compile it. Now, the only problem was didn't take enough SD cards because he was supposed to be, we were supposed to be back by 4 o'clock like a whole by four o'clock and and plans change so i was good till about four o'clock and then the sd cards i was out of and so that's that if we're going to do that kind of stuff i need bigger or more sd cards so that we can keep the what size sd cards you use little micro ones right? yeah yeah a little micro i'm rolling 32 32 gigs so it gets you about an hour and a half two hours i just bought a 128 gig micro sd card for my trail camera yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. And that's what I want to, he, he just went, so he went fishing. So we did that all day. I beat him. And then he went back out the next day. He stayed here cause we didn't get home till, I don't know, uh, 10, 30 quarter to 11. And so he stayed here and then he got up and he went down a long point the next day. And so on his way to long point, he stopped and bought a two fifty six gig card. So he didn't have to change it. Oh massive he's got all kinds of like in those videos is what takes up in my trail camera obviously is what i got three three pictures uh burst and then a video 15 mm-hmm. seconds yep and you know the the video obviously is what takes up so i can only imagine with you running that gopro all day you're you're just filling that card up with batteries with and cards and then and then you yeah. gotta you gotta go through it all to where you catch the fish right how many hours you go without catching yeah. a fish and well, so, not very many when when I fish, but anyways. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll get there. Unless your brother's with you. <laughs> yeah, unless my brother's with me. Yeah, that's, that's right. Shout out to Jay. So anyway, so yeah, and the the what really bugs. So right off the bat, I caught one top water. 13 and a half inches was put it on the board, got it measured, was pumped because it was on GoPro right beside him, uh, right beside Connor on a topwater frog. Excellent. My camera's all run out by, by 4 o'clock. My battery runs out at 4.30, and we got to paddle all the way back now, the same edge, and we're going to fish it all the way back because he's like, at, at when it gets darker, like when, when it starts to get evening, that's when the bite really turns on. And he wasn't lying, man. I started boating 17 and a quarter inch fish, like, and, and I smoked him. And then now I say I smoked him. I ended up only beating him by two. But the last two, one, two inches two, or two, two, fish. two fish. No, we just did it by fish. The last yeah. fish I caught was coming into the dock, and he said, like the last twenty minutes, he's like, "Only top water." But where we were fishing, as we were coming in back to to where we had to dock, I looked, and I'm like, "This is prime spinner spot." So I threw the spinner in real quick, and bam, right off the bat. And so it, that one maybe not count because I wasn't throwing top water, <laughs> but I still beat him by one. So yeah, well, 
you, if you got a cheek to win, I mean, at least you still won, right? Yeah. Well, I still won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, man. So I, I, I did actually see a picture of a, kind of a half fish falling back in the Dude, water. Dude, let the me t- the biggest trip? one. So anybody that's listening, I mean, we're in a, a kayak bass fishing tournament for the month so you pay 30 bucks you're in it your top five fish they go by length they don't go by weight how you do it is you have to have a sanctioned catch board so it's a catcher a hog trough those are the two brands you have to have one of those they're a measuring board by inches you take the fish you put it on the board you have to push them all the way to there's a bump and an end of it so that their mouth is closed so that it's fair because you have like a large mouth with its mouth open you're going to gain an extra inch so you got to bump it up to the board and hold it you have a card an identifier card that says who you are and you have to have that on well i've now got because my hog trough is in the bottom of the saint lawrence thanks to my father (laughs) i've now got the catch board but I bought it with a card holder that slides. So forever, oh, I was screwing around with trying to get that card to sit. You got a fish flop, and you're trying to hold it on the board on your lap on the kayak. You're trying to get that card there. Don't let the fish go. Then you got to get your phone out. Then you got to get the camera up. Then you got to hold it on the right angle so that you can get the whole fish in there and with you your gotta, card identifier. You got to oh. put your pole down and worry about tipping because you haven't got your pole in your hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm doing all of that, right? So I got this card holder that slides now along the bottom of the catchboard and it holds the card. It holds your identifier. So that problem's taken care of. Now I just got to get my phone out, hold the fish on the catchboard, take the picture. So the biggest one I caught, 17 and a quarter inches, and but he was fat, man. I tell you what, sometimes I wish they go by weight because this guy was a hog. And I mean, I was fighting him. It was, it was awesome. It was epic. And I knew he was there. I was like, Connor, right there. Connor had already gone by. And Connor kept on. He's like, yep, yep. So drop in. Sure enough there, as soon as my wacky worm hits the water on the edge of this weed bed, it goes down and it goes past me. <laughs> I'm like, that's a fish. So hook him. Well, I fight him. I net him. I get him in. Woohoo! I'm pumped. I lip him. I hold him up. I... Connor, look at this. What, what? Right? Uh, there's another one. I get the catchboard. I sit down, put the catchboard on my lap, put him on the catchboard, dig out my camera, slide the card holder down so that it's it's past now because he's a longer fish. Slide it down so it's there. Holding him. Put my camera up, trying to get the right angle so you really got to lean back, right? Like hold your hand high so you make sure you've got the whole fish in the picture with the end of the bump board, with your identifier card, all that jazz. Just as I go to take the picture, he flip flops and straight up. I, I tell you what, he was. He came up over my head in height, and then because he was so so huge, I mean, he had muscle. He yeah. came up over my head in height and down into the water and gone. And I'm like, and me and Connor even said, we got to take a picture of the fish so that we know it was boated. None of this. Oh, it came to the side of the boat. That's a catch. So between me and him, even though if we weren't going to register it for the tournament, it was still because we didn't care the size with with me and him. It was amount of fish. You still got to take a picture. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even get a picture. But after <laughs> it was it was the next day. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I opened up my gallery to look at because I was looking at the videos and thought, OK, I look at what pictures I took. I actually captured a picture. It was the fish going straight down in the water with me holding an empty catchboard. And so I did actually still push the button and get the picture of that fish jumping off of my catchboard. That was a pretty good action from, from what I saw. That, that was pretty neat. Yeah. Seeing him flip-flop sure. all the way off that board. And I'm wondering if, if on your GoPro you could have taken a frame 
or there was enough of the picture or the fish in the frame that you could yeah, just I capture. Yeah, I might be able it. to do that, you know, if you're holding it. I mean, I was out of battery. I were out of SD card at that oh, time. Oh, you SD card battery, yeah. That's what I mean. So when the no, bike finally curious. turned on at night, SD cards were done. So that was the biggest disappointment uh, on that side was we started catching them a lot more after 6 o'clock, but we were all at a all at SD card. So, yeah. but then well, the next day, I mean, yep, sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's good that you're still getting on the fish and figuring out their patterns and stuff. And like, I don't think I've ever fished. That, that was wrong to bed. Yeah, two feet of water, man. Two feet of water. And fish in top water midday. I'm like, Connor, this is ridiculous. He, he, so here's how we figured out the top water bite. I was going along the edge, fishing a, a wacky worm on the edge of the weeds and just throwing it in. And he went around a corner up into a little inlet and it really looked shallow grass mat lily pads thick with little little holes here and there and all of a sudden i hear oh and i'm like connor you okay because i can't see him he's around the corner and i hear oh again and i'm like did you fall in so i quickly fire up the motor get around there and he's going shh 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 top water top water put on a frog well i already got a frog i'm like it's like freaking two in the afternoon like I've, it, we're in two feet of water. Like we're, he's not even anchored. He's just sitting in lily pads and not moving. So we threw that on. Well, let me tell you, Bill. I they 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 were blind. They had to be blind fish because I didn't catch mm. one on top water. But did I have some blow ups? And I mean, yeah. I had one that was so mass. His mouth came out of there, and it looked like the exhaust on a diesel truck. I mean, he came <laughs> out of that water right behind my frog. And just moved water, and all I saw was mouth, and down. And I'm, Connor, Connor was right beside me and seen it. Holy! Well, then we're fishing it hard, but never hit again. Yeah, absolutely. But they were they were blowing up. They just never got it, and then, and ended up catching a couple on top water later at night. That's typically so, when first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, and then and then late at night. Yep. And then yeah, when when the when the sun's right directly overhead, you're you're fishing shadows, and you're going to be under lily pads as opposed to right on top of them, right? Yeah, well, and so, that's, I mean, that's that. You got to get way out from the boat, and then just hope you get a reaction strike. Is really what you're yeah. going for, right? Surprise them, shock them, boom, there it is. Ah! So yeah. did that? Came back in, and what the cool part was is I'm going to give a shout out to the Zone J of the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, Zone J President Brian Moore. And his wife, Emily Moore, as I was coming in, they had seen my truck and apparently they were there up at Rondo. And so when I pulled in, here's this dude. And I think he's taking a picture of the sunset because it was pretty cool. I did take some pictures. I I will send you of the sunset. Normally, I don't say that. Right. Connor, he was using words that I like it's when you hang with Connor, he knows this. I could say it. But that's why I said some of these videos that I'm we're going to I'm going to have to put together to make this YouTube channel show is it's going to sound a bit like Jersey Shore. Or every other word's a beep. And so <laughs> with Connor, he's, he was using words like, isn't that pretty? Like, who, what, who are, like, next thing you know, he's going to be pulling out tea and drinking tea beside me in his kayak. But it was, it was pretty cool to see the sunset. There was like a heart-shaped cloud. So I think this guy, I'm coming, it's getting dark, right? It's nine o'clock. And so we don't have light. So we're trying to get in just that dark mosquitoes are starting to come out like crazy and uh and this guy's leaning down with his camera take it and i'm like as i roll in i'm like oh i recognize them hey it's brian how are you guys 
guys doing? And and I didn't know it. I'm thinking, crap, I'm in his way of taking. I'm trying to get out of his way because he's he's right down, squatted down on the dock with his camera, and he was taking pictures of me and silhouetted against the the uh, sunset. So I got some pretty cool oh, pics from him. So, but then I got to meet him, talk to him, have some, have a blast, and and have a chit chat for. So that maybe delayed us getting home too, but it was worth it. It was good to good to see him. So that was a half an hour conversation, and and pretty cool surprise right like because he lives in sarnia so that was kind of wicked coming in he's like yeah i see your truck so we thought we'd come down and say hi when we figured you'd be coming in at dark so it was kind of wicked so did that and yeah, then, it's good to meet people and uh, share some good stories with uh, it is with nice folk it is that's all that, and that's what it's about right i'm like i'm thinking in my head man this is redneck country he don't know it but this to me is redneck country right because yeah. kind of met over social media via redneck country and such so to me that's that's pretty cool and yeah, uh, so and and built that friendship that way so I thought that's pretty wicked and then so the next day Connor got up I went to church he took off down to Long Point and uh, and then my wife said you know you can't fish every day of the year so it starts to get cold you if you're gonna go you better go and Connor's message me are you coming down and then she doesn't like him being out there in Long Point Bay on his own even though we're in like two feet of water so yeah. I said yeah I guess they talked me into it so I loaded up and I was down there by down there and in the water by 6 p.m. And let me tell you, we did the uh, the bass tournament up on uh, Buckhorn Lake, and I told you it was white capping, and we were paddling all yeah. day. And and but I wasn't worried. Those those ate them up, ate them up. The the kayaks ate those waves up. And Connor's like, well, it's not quite as bad as Buckhorn, dude. It was worse. Connor lied to me. I'll tell you, I was trying to get a video of my kayak hammering. Two foot, three foot waves, white caps Not coming because because we're in the well, we're in the shallows, right? Where it's only two feet of water, so we're trying to to sit in one spot and fish because it was after six o'clock and fish top water in the lily pads. So it wasn't a worrisome thing, but the problem was water coming in from a little bit deeper, right? Coming in at a seven, six, seven foot of water, up into two feet like that quick. That water's got nowhere to go but up. Yeah. So. It was, it was coming, but it, it, you know, we weren't worried in any way, shape or form. And we were never that far from shore, never that far from, well, we were almost on shore because we were in so shallow and never that far from the dock. It was just a pain to try and fish because it kept moving you. You couldn't, you yeah. thought even weeds would hold you, right? Like you'll, okay, I'll get here up on a, on a weed bed or on some lily pads. That wind ain't going to move me. Oh no. It would move you. And then now you got to paddle over weeds and you can't use your motor because you're in two feet of water. On weed beds and lily pads, and so is that it, motor is that motor got a, a foot pedal as well as the uh, the lanyard around your neck? It totally can. It has a um, it it's it, it you it can have up to five remotes, so a combination of whatever you want, foot pedal or key fob. Do you have a foot pedal? For I don't. I don't. I use yeah. the key fob. I put the key fob. I hook it on my belt loop, and it's on a retractable lanyard, so it hangs there, and it, it's rock solid there. I don't worry about it falling in the drink, right? So it's yeah, there. No, the only reason why I asked I just reached down. It's, beep, beep. it's oh, so easy in, in my boat to have that foot pedal, you know, for the bow mount trolling motor. Just your your hands are free. You can position yourself if the wind moves you a little bit, or you can you can angle the motor. You can it can start it. Uh, it's not one of those brand new iPilot or I, uh, uh, I mean, coded deals, but I, I wouldn't like you having my hands on the remote and, and trying to fish at the same time. I'd get a little frustrated, but yeah, no, because it hangs off my belt loop. I just reach down and beep, beep and and then turn it off. And then away you go. One day at the cottage that he had a foot paddle 
And when he took oh, my hands one of three, I was holding on to the back of the book boat, and I was. I dragged you in. You didn't to... paddle nothing. You held on and I floated. Was I was kicking. Uh huh. Trying to get us to go. <laughs> Should have gave him a rope. He could have just surfed on the PFD. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, no, no. I like it. I don't think I, 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 I mean, I could look into a foot pedal. I think they're only like 70 bucks on Amazon, but I, I don't know. I like my little key fob. It's just so handy right there on my retractable yeah. lanyards and I, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't know if I'd be good with that. I had a foot pedal one on my John boat and I couldn't operate that freaking thing. It was driving me nuts. Yeah. But, but yeah, so Saturday, I didn't catch a fish Saturday. I had a couple blow ups on, on the top water, but it was so rough. It was just such a pain in the butt. Connor caught a 17 inch just as I got there in the deep lily pads uh, on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Sorry. And then it had an idiot boater. I'll tell you what, Bill, my first idiot boater out there on Long Point Bay. We're right by the cottages um, between the Old Cut and Long Point Conservation Area, if anybody knows where that is. And there's like a little lane that goes back into some some boathouse cottages. And there's a restaurant. You can go down there and dock your boat and eat and, and come back out. And so we were just past that. We were towards the Old Cut there in the, in the weeds and that. And there's a channel that goes back to the cottages. And so I was getting to Connor. I hadn't even got there yet. I was motoring by. And all of a sudden, I hit two foot two foot of water and mass weeds and my motor goes so i thought okay break out the paddle i start paddling i go down to four feet and then back up to one foot and then down to four feet back up to one foot i thought i'm not even gonna put the motor i'm just gonna paddle out to that buoy because i know the buoy's deep get around the buoy and then into where connor is in the lily pads and i'm i'm rocking and rolling keep in mind it's freaking rough so i'm paddling into some chop and i mean water's coming up hitting the bow of the front of my boat and and hitting me just Every, yeah. every wave is, is breaking across the front of my boat, but I don't have the scupper plugs in. So it lands in and goes right down out the hole. I'm good to go. So I keep going. Well, I just get to this buoy and this guy comes on this cabin cruiser really slow. Well, that thing's way in the water. So it's pushing water and it's an older guy. I'm going to guess like 70 with his wife. And he comes at me and I think he wants to talk because he's looking at me and he's coming really, really slow. And I'm thinking, dude, I've already fighting this, this waves coming at me. White caps hitting the front of my boat. I got my paddle out. My motor's not down. You're now going to push this wake with those waves. Like, what are you doing? And so he's coming and he went by me so close. I could have high fived his wife. Come on. I ain't kidding you. And you know, I, all that water and he's got to come that close right? to you. Right? In a kayak. So, uh, and so just... I'm nodding at him and he's just staring at me. He's not, he didn't nod. He didn't do anything. So what's he do? He doesn't get 15 feet behind me and pulls a 180. Well, now guess what I got? I got yeah. waves. I got his first wake that just came by, and now he didn't go but 15 feet and spun around. I got that coming from behind me, and now I've got it coming from my left side, right side, left side, and behind me, and I'm about to be 10 feet in the air on a white cap from his all his waves meeting in one spot, which is where my kayak right is. underneath your boat. Dude, did I yeah. come unglued. I may have sounded like my brother-in-law at that moment <laughs> at this guy, and he did not break stare at me at all and his wife would look so concerned and I'm going what are you doing
doing? And she tugged on his shirt, and then he just opened up and went down the cut <laughs> into the cottage area. Who's he trying to prove? Dude, I, I reached forward. I, I flicked the handle on my motor. I mean, I wasn't even looking at the depth of water, nothing. I flicked the handle on that motor, and I hit full go before that thing was dropped. And I just got out of those wakes that were coming into meat and gone. And, I mean, it's worse him going that slow than him going flying by me because he's pushing all that water really slow. And then to turn around, dude, I was unglued. I was so hot. I got into Connor and he's like, I had a, Connor told me he had a boat do that two weeks ago to him in that exact same spot. And so he's like, was it a white cabin cruiser with stripes down the side? The guy's bald, about 70 with a wife and she wears a visor. And I'm like, well, that sounds like it, but what are the odds? I am not kidding you. Not four minutes later, he comes back down that cut, going back out the bay. Connor goes, there's a guy that almost swamped me. Oh, if I ever see, I'm like, that's the same freaking guy. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm not impressed. <laughs> I don't understand what the guy's got to prove. Just, just, uh, it was like around. he just didn't have he a brain. Reached. That's what it is. Like, I can't believe it was <sighs> malicious. I, I, I believe he looked lost. He looked like he was looking for that. That aisle, that 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 spot to go down the roadway and the waterway to go down to the cottages. You know, I, I, I get the fact that you guys are low to the water. Hey, I get the fact that you're low to the water, and you know, but it's not like he couldn't see you. It's not oh, like no, you, no, you, dude. We were we were we were eyes. Our eyes were locked, right? Like, and I'm sitting up. My my chair sits way up out of that water. Like I'm I'm yeah. I'm up there. Now the kayak still it eats that up. The thing's rated for the ocean. All right. I without dad, I'm yeah. okay. I'm pretty sturdy. So <laughs> those yeah. copper plugs without dad. So I wasn't that worried aside from like am I gonna be I was going gonna go forty five degrees. What's gonna fall out of my boat? So I, I I got going. But that was my story. So that's what I did. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's quite an adventure. I mean, I, I have no patience for people that want to just be disrespectful and, and rude like that. Oh, dude, it, it like, was just like uh, he just it, doesn't it, have a brain. It's, it's even worse if you got like a new person to the, the water, or you got a kids with you, or somebody like that that's yeah, not that comfortable, and then you got somebody trying to be, you know, foolish. It's just I have no patience for it whatsoever. I agree. Leave me to do my thing. I'll leave you to do your thing. Yeah, there's vast amounts of water out there. We do not exactly. need to cross paths. <laughs> Nope. Yeah. Not at all. No. Nope. So. And then just just before I ask you what you did, I do have to give a shout out because I didn't know this, but I then get a text today from Braden's mom, Braden the the new bowl oh, writer, yeah. right? That she is in Long Point. And so shout out to Wendy and her husband Andrew and Braden that they got kayaks and she sends me a picture and she's like, My gosh, is this water rough? And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that spot. You're in Long Point. She's like, how the frick did you know I'm in Long Point? I'm like, I was just there. <laughs> now, funny story. She also had just hooked her finger. Like, I can you had to go to the hospital. So to, to get it out, I'm, I'm total spoiler alert if she wants to tell anybody. Sorry, Wendy. But she sent me a picture. She's like, how do I get this out? And dude, a, pl- uh, uh, a buried? popper buried in her thumb uh, past the bar. Ah. And I'm like. Oh, I you Push you gotta it all the way cut, through, cut it off, cut it off, it and it, yeah, I'm like that. I so I sent her a couple of YouTube videos, but she went to the hospital. She's like, she's uh, an RMT, right, registered uh, yeah. massage therapist. So she's like, my hands are my job. What like what's this gonna do? I need my thumbs. I'm like, I, I'm not that qualified to answer, but I can yeah. tell you that while you're in at the hospital, your husband and son need to go get some frogs because you're in top water heaven. 
<laughs> so she did. You better do something because you're not going to be working for a while. <laughs> right? So she just said, so she went in, she got it removed. She said they froze her thumb. They cut it with a knife out and then um, and then put a Band-Aid on it. So it could have been that bad because it wasn't stitches. She said Band-Aid. But then she just sent me a picture now with, uh, she said her husband and son went and bought some frogs. And so they're in the back in the same spot. I said, now you're going to catch some fish if you can keep that That's hook it. in the water out of your finger. Yeah. So hopefully they do. They well, won't hear it in time, but good luck. Yeah. yeah, hope you're feeling better Good soon. Good luck, Hintons. Nail some, nail some bass. Yeah, there you go. So, so Bill, what did you get up to this week? Well, I tell you, this weekend was was an adventure and a half. We uh, went up to see my mom and dad this weekend. Violet and I went on a road trip. Wait I a left minute. The big just you and Violet? Uh, yeah, just Violet Candace and I. Candace didn't went, go? Uh, you guys there. split up? No. Split up. <laughs> split up for the weekend. Yeah, split up for And she went to the gun club by herself again. That's so, so that's awesome. Story for me, yeah, I'll tell you that story. Let me tell you, that is so wicked. Do we need to bring yeah. her on? Is that more interesting than your story? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> probably is. Probably is. But I don't know. I, I told you guys on the podcast, maybe I didn't. We didn't talk about it last time. That we joined uh, uh, Toronto, Toronto International. International. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we joined that club and um, uh, we. Uh, we're gonna borderline on. Out. We're gonna borderline on PG thirteen on this one. You joined tit, Tits, the well, gun they, club. They added, known uh, as Tits, SC Toronto on the, the end of it. International Trap and Skeet SC. Yeah, and sporting trap and place? Skeet club. Oh, club. Yeah, so it's no longer. Yeah. <laughs> no, they put the C. The C it's on the very end. It's new times, just... Bill. See yeah. where Tits used <laughs> to get guys out. Now it's it just offends half of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Toronto International Trap and Skeet Club Limited. Club so, Limited. Wow. Yeah, and they've changed the name to not a fan. Titskull. So yeah, we did. Yeah, we went there. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Did I talk about the the orientation we did on on that, or did we we not get to I don't the last remember podcast? if we went through that. Well, I'll just it briefly go through for you. Yeah, because I want to know how that goes. I'll just skim over, but we we actually uh, uh, we had a good weekend uh, last weekend, I guess weekend before. But uh, we had our introductory course to uh, China International, where there was uh, seven guys uh, and girls in the uh, um, the class that they, they went over the orientation, safety rules, basically treated that you like you never handled a gun before, which it covers their butt, right? Because some for. people don't, right? Right, get their no, license I, like and I need said, to join a club and never really been into it. Yeah. I have ultimate respect for the fact that they're they're going from the ground up, not assuming that you know and you're a world class shooter with yeah. whatever gun you got and, and that stuff. And and they uh, once we got through all the safety protocols and you know all the acts and prove and, and and that kind of uh, basic gun safety and range etiquette, uh, we went out and shot a couple rounds. We shot a round of skeet. And we shot a round of traps. And <laughs> I had not been on a skeet field in I don't know twelve thirteen years. And uh, I got on the skeet field, Candice, myself, and then uh, I think three other guys were there. And and the gentleman that did the introductory to, to skeet it was awesome. He he didn't try to uh, you know talk down. He he didn't try to fix anything in your stance or the way you were shooting. Just letting you come just, have fun. Well, he basically he shot with you, for, shot with us first, and he said on. Station one, you'll see uh, a high, and it looks like this, and a low, and it looks like this, and a pair, and they look like these, and this is where you hold your gun. Go ahead and try it. So that was pretty much it. And, right on. And, uh, you know, I I did okay on the first one, and 
I did okay in the second one. And the third. That's okay. Well, I don't want to. I, I didn't. I haven't shot in twelve years. <laughs> I right? don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not taught here. Like I mean, one of us has to be humble. Uh, and I shot a twenty-two uh, on my, my first round of skeeting. Dude, that's like insane. <laughs> well, I got I got to uh, station five. Gotta be and... humble. Listen to this. I did okay. <laughs> you rolled a twenty-two in skeet, not shooting skeet. In how many years? It's been twelve years. And even then, how often did you shoot skeet? Not very often, dude. Not that's often. that's insane. You must have been skeet. listening to some of our podcasts when I talk about shotgunning. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, I, I applied that twelve years ago when when uh, <laughs> when I took this I took skeet. But uh, you know, when I when I first learned skeet, when I was shooting with uh, a buddy of mine, Jimmy Hisstrip, down in uh, Niagara, we'd come up to Toronto International, we'd shoot some Olympic uh, bunker, and then you know, just to mess around, change up the pace a little bit, we would shoot some skeet, and we always shot skeet low gun. I'd never shot ski high gun before, so I don't know. That uh, makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, any yeah anybody that's listening low gun uh, for for Olympic, they they put a a line on your vest, and that the the stock of your gun has to be below that line. You yell pull, and by rules, that target has to be visible prior yep. to you moving the gun, or it's a lost target. Yep. That's that's fair, right? <laughs> But Same as in FitTass and that, looked. right? So there's a there's right. a judge at every state, and if you move that gun before the judge sees the target, that's yep. a dead, that's a lost bird. Lost target. Yeah. Whether you hit it or not, it's a lost target. So, so this time they were going. I didn't want to go low gun. They they said go high gun. Put it on. Mount the gun. Pick your spot. And that's how and, American uh, skeet shot. Yeah. Everybody and, and shoots always, it like that, right? So that's that's yeah, commendable. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And that's what I did. I shot a 22. I got to station, I don't know, station five or something. And I was rolling pretty good. And the guy looked at me and says, it's been 12 years for you. I'm like, oh, honestly, I, I have not pulled a trigger on the ski target in 12 years, but they just look so slow. I, I, I don't know. They just, I don't know if they slowed them down or, or what, but they just look so well, slow. Well, you know, they should have stakes where they normally I know land, they do. right? There's, there's two rings. And they, were, they were going right through those rings. <laughs> well, then you they know did, they were legal targets. It's just, see, I you've, know, you've got I the eye now for it. <laughs> when they were coming out of the high and low house, I, I just felt like I had all the time in the world to get in front of that target, pull the trigger, follow through, and they just... It just broke. <laughs> it felt felt awesome. So I got to station eight, which I've always always had a problem with. And and a lot of people that station eight is right in the middle, and the targets are literally coming, literally, they're they're coming almost right at you for for the sake of better better words. And I've always had a problem on station eight by getting either and behind see, that's them the, that's or, the best. or I love that station. It's a fun station if you can get on. That's a spot, spot shot in a heart in a half. That's right? all it is. Yeah. And, and I broke two two on station eight, and I dusted them, covered myself with with uh, yeah. <laughs> with clay uh, remnants. But when targets so, attack, yeah, it's what it was. And and I finally figured out where where to put the hold, and then how to do the the swing on station oh, just eight. A flick. And I broke, just broke both those. Yep, that's all it was. And I ended up with a twenty two on on skeet. So that, so that guy's so like, we went, well, this guy knows what he's doing. He must have. Uh, yeah. you know, did he ask you if he knew me? Uh, yeah. He said, yeah, Tom Millard, you guys are friends, aren't you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that freezing must be what's going to your head is what must be happening. <laughs> so then we went down to shoot, uh, shoot trap. 
And, you know, I said, you put me anywhere but station one. And I got put station one. So Out of your comfort you know, zone. Had, I was, it's the only I was way to grow. Out of my it's the only zone. way to grow. And we shot around a, around a uh, trap, and I shot a twenty-two on on that as well. That's all so right. I shot two 22s back to back. Not bad. I mean, it, after it, a twenty-two uh, in skeet, I figured you would have ran the trap with your eyes closed. Uh, it, no, I, I missed it. I got lazy on a, a couple straightaways, and, and I missed but straightaways. I, I know straightaways are my nemesis. I don't Cover understand the, what I do wrong, but. You can uh, straight away on stone, whatever station, like you said, cover them up. Uh, and I was messing around too, uh, looking at different holds. This this club, I missed the first bird out on station one. I had to hold closer to the house, lower. Where St. Thomas, I I, I I gotta, I don't know how to explain this, but you know, each club. I got to see what the targets are That's doing it. and then figure I've said that out lots, that, right? You always got to yeah. figure out, okay, are they high targets? Are they lower targets? Right. Yeah, the absolutely. First, first station, first target I missed. And then I ran the next, uh, the rest of them on that station. Then I ran the next three stations and I dropped a uh, drop two, I guess on, for the last couple stations. Yeah, anyways, that's all right. Though. Once, that's I figured good out, once I figured out where, where my hole points were uh, for Tron International, I, I did okay. I bet you so. that's the number one thing. I, I really think after you be you shot for a long time and you now have your style and, and your comfort yeah. with your gun and it fits you and all that stuff and you know what you're doing, that's that's the number one thing aside from keeping your head in the game is is yeah. knowing the, the hold for that club or that, that trap. Guys before you will have it raised. They'll have it or they'll lower it or whatever. And you think, okay, the speed didn't change. Well, absolutely not. 42 and a half or 42.3 mile an hour, yep. whatever you want to say for American trap target. But now if you raise that two notches on that trap machine, because the guys like him high, well, that 42 and a half mile an hour is now leaping out of the, It's slowing down faster out there farther, but it's moving upwards quicker. And then yeah. the same goes the other way. If they drop it a couple, well, now it's moving away way quicker and it will slow down very fast right but that that's a huge difference when you think about that right the first 10 it, feet it, of yeah, flight in that target if you just move it two inches up or two inches down well it's really changing the, the path of that target yeah i agree and that and that was what what happened you know and then I, once i figured out what my whole points were for for the club we went the next day and I shot two twenty threes in the twenty. Oh, you were so, so close. You're getting there, Bill. I told you you uh, and Candace. I told you coming. both. I've only got one twenty five patch left. <laughs> and she, you know what? She was really frustrated. I have to say that you know she she took. No, that we didn't talk back. about that on this on this podcast either. Right after you no, guys went and no, did we your didn't. join thing and and all of that, and and <laughs> you called me and said she's really really frustrated. But you were you 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 adjusted her gun. We we figured. Yeah, you know what? You I, figured I did, she was yeah. shooting too high. I 100% I figured she was shooting too high based on what, what I was seeing. She was on the targets that she heard. Like, you know, I, I'd watch it. And typically, I don't watch everybody she, shoot. She moved too much. But, she but moved lately, the gun too lately much. lately, I'm starting. Yeah, and, and see no, where they no, shoot. I, I don't know. You know. But lately, lately I've been starting to watch, you know, the, the rest of the round and see see where the, the birds are coming from. And I get more relaxed. I, I find myself more relaxed watching the whole round as opposed to just my, my target. Like I, I'm not thinking about breaking that bird or nothing. I'm just, and I was watching her shoot, and she was on the gun. She, it wasn't like she was lifting her head. Nope. It wasn't like she just the, stayed like on the target was, too long for how high she shot. So then she would well, ride I, it, ride it too you, high. 
for sure she was letting that target because in, in in her mind she needed to see that yeah, perfect she's not on it. i'm not on it well, i'm not on it i'm not on it but you didn't trap right. if you're shooting that high you got to trust your gun and know where it shoots yeah and, and this is where we get uh, she was getting frustrated because then everybody was trying to change things for her oh yeah and and, and being and a woman the, well, and, and that's it. At the trap club, being a, being a woman, everybody wanted to, to help her, and she was yep. like, They're like, uh, hey, look at that nice looking. They're the, already the going, wow, look at that nice looking lady. <laughs> and now she breaks out a trap gun, and now there's opportunity to help. Step aside, husband Bill. We're moving in. So at the end of, <laughs> the, right? at the, end of the, yeah, and that's <laughs> it. At the end of the, the day, you know, the morning, when, when they shut the trap field down and everything was closed up, I went out and got her to stand on, on the, on the, on the trap line and I walked out in front of the trap house. You know, nobody was there. It was just, it was her and I and everybody was cleaning up the shells and that kind of stuff. And I, and I showed her exactly where the hold is that I, where I put the gun and it clicked, you know, I could see, see the mind going, but she was so frustrated. She didn't want to hear another tip, another help, another, <laughs> another, another point, even from her and husband. That's okay. even no, from- no. And I get it. I mean, there's, there's, when you get told consistently, Every shot changed something. You can de- can't develop any de- degree of consistency. Yeah, you're constantly right? changing everything, right? You got no and change. Now one you're thing. frustrated. Yep. So we came home. We called you. We, you know, should we we had a we had we a laughed. drink. We chuckled. We, we relaxed. Yeah, we, we relaxed. Um, you know, I, and I got her to, to calm calm down. We came home, and uh, I changed a couple things on her guns. I changed the the. The, the butt pad to angle more on her shoulder, so so she was able to feel more comfortable when she bringing that gun up to more consistent. So I angled it, you know, instead of being straight up and down, maybe thirty degrees, kicked off to one side just so it fits nicer in her shoulder pocket. And then I and I lowered the uh, the rib like we talked about the back of the rib and. She, yeah, the back of the rib would lower that so that her target picture would, would match more uh, of where she was shooting. Lowering her point of impact. Lower, yep. Lowered her point of impact. And she rolled a, a 13, you know, uh, from a, from like a three to when she was super frustrated and I was worried she wouldn't even want to pick up the gun again. She was hitting 13 the the, the Saturday, Saturday that just passed, right? Ah, so she's on, the right, she's on the right way. Yeah, that's awesome. I believe so. Now, now to me, it's don't change anything. Just go out and shoot more. You know, I, the, I the agree. Gun you got to get the, comfy. You got to understand sight picture. And then, and then after that, figure out where you're going from there. But yeah, I'm with you. And then yeah. she'll learn to shoot how that so, gun is set up now. Cause then as she starts blowing up targets, she'll, she knows where that target's got to be in relation to the barrel and it go. Yep. That's it. And she did good. I mean, she shot three rounds. I think you and her were, were texting back and forth a little bit on the weekend, getting, uh, getting some scores and whatever she was doing there, which is cool. And she had uh, support staff when I was on the lake doing some fishing, but, um, <laughs> but actually I think I was, at, I was at an auction sale. Uh, when, when that an happened. auction but, sale. Oh, I tell you what, I, I love going to auction I'm sales. Like, but, yeah, Bill's not replying to my text messages. Yeah, my phone died. <laughs> I was trying to send her pictures of stuff that was at the auction sale for us to, uh, uh, to for me to look at and see if she was interested in. But uh, I ended up buying. That's uh, just another story. But anyways, so she, <laughs> like, uh, you're gonna she, you're gonna put put that out there and just leave it dangling. It, yeah, I'll go back to I'll back to that in a second. But you know, she she was super happy. Uh, she I think she shot uh, five rounds total. She shot three rounds of holy. Uh, she shot five rounds. rounds 
Yeah, it was you know she? Uh, you better got start reloading. There. <laughs> well, and this is a conversation you and I need to have at another time on, off the podcast. But yeah, no, I uh, we we bought some some uh, different shells, and it's nothing more than. And I was interested in seeing how they patterned in, in, in her gun uh, and my gun, for that matter. But uh, uh, we're we're happy. We're going to go out this Saturday again. I'm going to shoot five rounds, two rounds of ski, three rounds of trap, and we're going to. She's going to do the same, and we'll just have some fun. That's awesome. So, that's yeah. awesome. So that was that was my old trap club story, but uh, not to uh, go too deep because we don't have too much more time. But uh, I'll let you know my adventures of this past weekend. I was I was able to, uh, like I said, to start off with we uh, uh, Violet and I uh, did a road trip up to visit my mom and dad, which uh, was long overdue with COVID stuff. I hadn't had a whole lot of opportunity to get up and and spend time and visit my parents and uh yeah with the boat being finished now i was able to take my dad fishing which i know which in your is case, awesome too i hope you wore your yeah. life jackets i did <laughs> absolutely i did i mean uh i i didn't have um my father uh trying to throw me out of the boat that right right i mean it's a problem your, your though. it's going around no your dad your dad didn't roll the boat he tried to throw you out of the boat it's a difference there's an absolute complete difference i would have tried to throw you out of the boat well, too. regardless <laughs> my dad didn't break the boat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all right we'll get into that story what got me was he kept saying don't move don't move why are you moving and i wasn't moving i was wedged in there with both feet and i was both hands on the corner of his seat. Well, I wasn't moving. I was not moving. Man, that thing was moving. It was a walk yeah. in, in the hall that was tipping us back and forth. It yeah, that's Todd's philosophy. Go in and don't blame somebody else. So. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> so anyway, you took yeah, your so dad we, uh, fishing. And, yeah, we, and uh, so inquiring minds, how did you do? And so we know, based on your dad likes to wash lures. Every lure he, in his tackle box, he's got to wash it. Did he find the magic one? He, it, we we found the magic recipes, yeah, yeah. So just step back. We actually set up trail cameras on the weekend too. So that My was gosh, a Friday activity at like hunt a, camp. We got, we there. got massive, yeah, full full deal. We got trail cameras set up at the hunt camp. Uh, put three out and uh, did a little bit of a clearing. right around my my deer hunting spot, and I won't be back there till October Thanksgiving time frame. So uh, that was that. And then, like I said, went to the auction sale on Saturday where. I got a deal of a century on a Lazy Boy recliner, what? brand new. Yep, I needed. I thought it was the identical match to, to my couch set in the in the living room, but it, t- it turns out it's not. <laughs> but I got a brand new Lazy Boy recliner, <laughs> forty five bucks. No so, kidding. Yep, that was that was my deal. I could turn around and sell it right now for a couple hundred bucks, but I think I'll leave it right where it sits in my living room. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, and then uh, Sunday was fishing day. So, jumping right into the fishing day, that was an absolute treat to be able to take my dad fishing. And uh, like I said, long overdue. He was um, uh, instrumental in getting that boat fixed. Uh, he he came down and helped do some of the carpentry work uh, on the floors and some of the back uh, deck structure. And then I finished it off on the front side, but uh, it was nice to be able to finally, after many, many years of not, uh, being able to get them on the water. And we went up to a, a lake called Constant Lake. Uh, I don't know if there's a T on the end of that, but the map is C-O-N-S-T-A-N, Constant Lake. Const- Constant and, uh, Lake. 
Yeah, and, and of all the Navionics uh, maps that I have loaded into my GPS that one's uh, not software, in it? it is not on. Are it. you kidding me? Did you log <laughs> in online? Kidding. Is it there online? I, nope, it's not on. And it's what? not anywhere. So he so had you were fishing blind. Uh, well, he had a map circa 1950 something <laughs> laminated from the, the hunt camp that that we took with us, and I went on. Uh, Google Earth prior to or one of those soft and I picked a few spots that seemed like they were logical based on where in 1950 something the the, the depth chart said was was right and it was right <laughs> so I don't know what happened uh, many many years ago with that lake but it looked like it used to be uh, it, it, it used to be a forest they cut the trees they let the trees fall and it's just flooded timber oh. everywhere stumps logs you know it, it you can see the man-made you know cut marks where the trees were cut off and just flopped into the the land or the water or whatever it was i don't know how they would regulate the water temperature to make those 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 trees uh cut those trees off but we got on to uh, a spot that i picked on the map and the top water baits that I could not keep them out of the boat. It was every single cast for the, from, we got a, uh, on the water, uh, we were on the water for seven and I, I ripped up to the end of the lake and I'm not talking long way. I mean, four miles was, I could get from one end of the lake to the other. It, How it, long it, that it wasn't a mile. Uh, uh, 26 kilometers an hour. It took me about, I don't know, 10 minutes. You know, it really wasn't that long. Once, but we had to putt putt out because there was stumps and we, yeah. we there was Dead no channel and- markers. There's no nothing to mark. But once we got out of the inner bay and around the island, it, it drops down to 60 feet in, in one of the areas. So I was able to zip across where I felt relatively comfortable. Uh, and uh, and I looked into the little bay where I'd marked out on the map. And I threw out um, my rattling chug bug on a bait caster. And it wasn't two casts. And I had, I had a monster. <laughs> and he, he rolled over on that bait tail danced out of the water just eat that sucker up and uh i'll give you the magic bait don't tell anybody but it was a three and a half <laughs> I'll, inch i'll beep this out <laughs> yeah three and a half inch storm rattling chug bug perch color and i could not keep them off that a every time and chug, hold on i'm gonna google this right now because i'm going in a fishing tournament this saturday up by you and so You've- if you can get yourself uh, uh, rattling chug storm rattling chug bug, and this is for years has been my go-to topwater bait when and not when everything else doesn't seem to work. Zara spooks or or uh, frogs or jitterbugs or hula poppers, the rattling chug bug. It, it, I don't know if what it, the the beads on the inside or the motion the. I'm not going to lie, that looks identical to the lure that Wendy got lodged in her thumb tonight, or this morning. But that lure there, uh, my my dad wasn't using right off the the hop, but I I threw that out and I caught caught the big fish, uh, one of the big fish right off the hop, into the live well. Live well worked just like a dream. And then I started uh, throwing the topwater baits uh, around the bay. And we fished at the, the first bay for about half an hour, and we, like, we caught, I don't know, 10 fish in, in that, that time. No, no monsters. The, the, big, the first one was a monster, but the rest of them were, you know, average size. We threw them back. And, and um, then we zipped over to to another spot I had marked on the map. And that's where the magic happened because it, it was 
the fallen trees in the water. It was probably only about four to six feet of water there. And it was every cast. And so I got my dad fixed up with uh, bass colored rattling chuck bucks, same deal. And he was just loving it. Every other cast, he, he, he'd throw it out and there would be a little wee tiny one or a bigger one. But we had a great day. We ended up, you know, uh, bringing eight fish home. Uh, all respectable. Man, um, no kidding. Yeah, we we, uh, we could have. There was a ninth one that was respectable enough that we should have kept it, but it was covered with black worms. And I said, forget it. Let's throw that one back. Um, but, you know, I mean, being the almost guy, you can never go on a fishing trip with me or somewhere that there isn't some form of something that happens. So <laughs> we had a we had a great day. Uh, trolling motor worked like a dream. The big motor, for the most part, right up till the point I'm just going to talk about here, worked like a dream. <laughs> my dad says, Let, "Let's do some trolling," and and it had nothing, zero, wait a minute, it had wait a absolutely minute. zero, so zero to do. You're doing the best kind, the most fun fishing on the planet, and slaying it top water, and your dad yeah. decides that, yeah, I'm kind of bored. Let's go do some trolling. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I I switched from. Uh, oh, I switched from topwater to drop shot. I was using uh, um, a four-inch um, Yamamoto uh, worm uh, on a drop shot rig on my new rod that I got from uh, from Tactical uh, Fishing. Yes, yes. And I tell you what, it, it's all of what it, it was cracked up to be. That rod, it was so sensitive. The fish fighting, the fighting fish with that was so much fun. Um, it was, uh, it, it was worth the money. I tell you, I haven't bought a new rod in, in quite some time. So I treated myself to this one with the Fluger reel on recommendation from our friend at Pond Predator Outfitters, uh, Nick Obermach. And he, it was exactly as he built it up to be. It was perfect. Lots of fun. So anyways, we're slaying fish and having a great time, probably about two o'clock in the afternoon. We wanted to get off the water about two thirty, three o'clock to give us enough time to get home, clean the fish, and, uh, clean the fish, and and uh, fix yeah, some you know, get stuff. ready for dinner and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> it was not not fixing stuff at this point. But uh, <laughs> nothing was broke. I, you know, when we were getting to the last spot, I noticed the motor was sounding a little bit rougher than I, I, I remembered it from before. But uh, I didn't think too much of it. I, I said, "Oh, I better take a look at this when I get back in to see if there's something wrong." But and all of a sudden, um, my dad wants to start trolling. Okay, so we start trolling. And we come across from about 60 feet down to about 30 feet. Now we're getting close to an island. And uh, the bigger boats, uh, or a couple bigger boats, were, were going past us, not being very respectful of our distance, too. Same deal. And they, they pushed us closer to the island. Well, there's, uh, you know, there's a bunch of kids on the island and stuff like that. So I, dropped, I said to my dad, hey, just punch the motor because – it sounds like it, it, it's running a little rougher while you're trolling. It maybe just clean it out, you know, maybe because it's a uh, two stroke. Maybe it's got a little bit of uh, build up in it from from trolling and running uh, running the way it is with low uh, low RPMs and stuff and low speed. And he pushed it, and it wouldn't go any further. It wouldn't go any faster. Ooh. He bumped it again. It wouldn't go any faster. See, and I'd be thinking, now, okay, we're bunged up in weeds. Well, I. I at this point in time, I didn't know because it sounded like it was missing, like it was one cylinder as opposed to two cylinders. It, it just sounded terrible. And uh, sure enough, I looked looked down, and there's no water coming out of the, I call it the P-line, you know what I mean? 
when the, the, yeah. the water comes up, it pees out of the backside to let you know that it's, it's circulating through. Yep. Well, there's, there's no water coming out of it. So I take the cover off, and you can't even hardly touch the cover of the motor. It's so hot. Wow. I, I thought we, we were done. You know, we were probably, you know, a good five-minute uh, motor, motor ride, big motor ride back. And I said, you know what? I'll change the plugs right off the, the start, see if it's the plugs. I always carry a spare set. Change the plug, started it up, same thing. No, wouldn't go. So I uh, it's, I, I said, I got the trolling motor. I'll put it on, on high speed. So you're not panicking because you still uh, not, have, not yet. you got the backup. I've got the trolling motor. I got the trolling motor. I'm fine, right? Well, I put the trolling motor down, put it on five. And now we've been we've been fishing for probably, I don't know, we ran that trolling motor for a good five, six hours. Uh-oh, how big's your, how big's your battery? Well, it, it really wasn't big enough because as soon as I put the trolling <laughs> motor down and I start going towards, towards shore, the trolling motor quits. I'm out of battery at this point in time. So now I, I have no battery. The big motor's not working the way it's supposed to. And now my dad's asking questions. Um, hey, how's things, you know, is, are you out of battery? Are you this? And, and I'm trying to be very, very patient at this point in time. I know what that's like, Bill. Every day of my yeah, life. At this, You're at trying this point in time, to all be I, patient. Yeah, all I needed was to take a breath. And then I said, no, we're fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I just needed a, a split second to kind of process it all and make sure that, you know, just, just relax. It's okay. So, uh, Sure enough, no trolling motor. And now I'm thinking, hey, bring the paddles out. And my dad's like, no, we're not going to paddle home. We'll putt-putt home with the big motor. And, you know, sure enough, we found out the next day that the the engineers uh, of Evinrude in 1984 were very, very smart. Where they, When the motor gets to a certain temperature, it flips over, it opens the thermocouple, and it doesn't allow it to go above a certain RPM. So you can't blow your motor up. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. It got so hot that... It flipped into what they call a safe mode, and all we could go was five kilometers an hour tops to putt putt all the way in. But that's we, better we than nothing. Into shore. Yeah, look at no, that. It was better than nothing. Didn't have to paddle. Got all the way in shore. I was able to to get the boat back on the trailer. Could you and, paddle and in that thing? Well, I could paddle, but I, I'm not asking my dad to paddle, and, and I'm in no shape to paddle, you know, however many kilometers it was to get back to the bull launch at that point. So, anyways, it uh, we got it back on the trailer, and sure enough, you know, we, we talked to a guy in the launch. My dad knew it. Um, you're up in the Ottawa Valley. You, you run into somebody, and you either relate it to him or you know him up there. And sure enough, we ran into a guy. My dad, dad knew him. He said, oh, yeah, that's your water pump. There's an impeller on your water pump. It's probably shot. Uh, you know, we got to replace these from time to time, and it's a $35 fix. You'll be back in business in no time. And I'm like, okay, all I'm picturing in my head is a $4,000 new motor because I just blew the heads off this one, and, <laughs> you know, I melted them from going. And <laughs> So I said, okay. I did some YouTube research uh, when I got back to the house after we cleaned up the fish and stuff, and, and sure enough, that's pretty much all it was going to be, so... My dad had a dentist appointment yesterday morning, and he comes back from dentist appointment and uh, tosses me a little package, and in the package is the new impeller. Look uh, at that! So, yeah, so he felt really bad, and I said, "Dad, it's not that it wasn't the the trolling that did it. it, it, it it's a 1984 motor, and I promise you, 
the impellers have maybe only ever been changed once and I haven't done them. And I've owned that boat for over 20 plus years. <laughs> like it's, it was time. Plastic was breaking the brakes down and sure enough, yeah. um, it took us three hours because we didn't know what we were doing, but we worked together and we got the, uh, we took, when we took the, um, the lower end off, and the, the head Jeez, off Bill, the uh, I don't the even impeller. know who you You drink tea, and now you admit you didn't know what you were doing? Well, I've never, I've never done it before. I mean, I can turn the <laughs> screw. It's only, it was only 10 bolts and, and a little bit of uh, uh, logic and common sense, which I understand may be difficult for you at the... It eludes some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> logic and common sense. But when we, we just took our time, we took it apart, and that impeller only had one fin of the six or eight that was supposed to be on it, and the rest of the plastic chunks were everywhere. In the in the copper float tube, in the... Out, oh, it was a mess. But, you know, three hours later, we, we get it back together, and uh, it works like a dream now, so... That's the almost guy experience when you go fishing, when you go snowmobiling, when you go whatever. If something breaks, you got to fix it. So, anyways, <laughs> just it's part of the gig. That's what it is. I mean, we we uh, we had a good day fishing. I'm glad it broke on the way in as opposed to the way out. You know, the small yeah. small victories, small blessings. We can say. We had a great day of fishing. The live well was already full of water or full of fish. You had a bonding uh, moment. You, you, not, not a near death experience in the floating. <laughs> like, I didn't get my dad wet. I didn't throw him over the boat side of the boat or nothing. You know, what I mean, like you did to your dad. No, I, your I dad must know when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, you might have just blown your ride in the hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No oh, man. I didn't say a word. That was Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the motor's fixed. We, uh, I, I, you know what? The, he had a lot of fun uh, playing with the electronics. Uh, they're trying to figure out the fish finder, and uh, I, you know, I relinquished the captain's chair, and he sat in the captain's chair and, and, and drove the boat around the lake, and just absolutely had a great time. So it was yeah. long overdue, and. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get out there and and, uh, and and have a great day of it. So, wicked. Yeah, it's all good. So the next uh, next experience is uh, is coming down the pike, but we're uh, we're I think we're done fishing for for a couple weeks, anyways. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm hitting a tournament this Saturday, kayak tournament with Connor, my brother-in-law. Whereabouts? Lake Ketchikoma. I don't know where that lake is. It's up past you. It's up by Peterborough, actually. That's not past me. You need to look at a map. Well, it's north. Okay. (laughs) It's closer to me than you are right now. I'll give you that. It's about three hours away, three and a half, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Look at a map. uh, Bill, how long does it take you to get from my? How long does it take me to take you to get from my house to your house? How about three? Yeah, three, see? Yeah, three hours. It's about that way. Okay, I get it. Yep. <laughs> so I wish you the best of luck. Uh, get yourself a map, lots of batteries, scupper plug. No, uh, I don't need them. No scupper plugs. Screw that. And I, I've looked up this lake with pictures. There, It's treed. So thank the goodness. 
I'm you need staying uh, out of the freaking wind. You need and, the the uh, the mapping software, or you, is that one going to be on the maps? I hope it is. I yeah. may have to log <laughs> in and take a look. Yeah, figure out what you need to do. Figure out what dock go. I'm going to go to because that's the key in kayak fishing. You can't fire up no motor even if you are only chugging at five kilometers an hour and yeah. get to where you need to go. It's paddle power. No motors allowed in the tournament, so you got a dock where you want to fish. Well, wish you the best of luck in the tournament. Yeah, appreciate I'm that. I'm hoping that's going to be uh, a little bit of stories and, uh, you know, some good – uh, good stories, uh, not of uh, one hour paddling this way and four hours paddling the next way. <laughs> exactly, spend all day paddling, but it's a good workout. Good but yeah, deal. no, I'm looking forward to this weekend, so it'll be good. There right. you go. Well, I think we should end her here, yeah. and uh, unless you got something else that you want to talk uh, not about, not really. I uh, I'll mention if anybody's made it this far into the podcast that I'm I, we've we've talked just briefly, Bill. And I think it's a good idea, and maybe we'll just drop an idea in people's heads for this coming hunting season and, and fishing. I mean, if people still fish, I know Nick still hunts up the muskies right up until the ice freezes, right? So yeah, um, we're we're thinking to take this YouTube channel. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do with this production. Get it get it posted and see how it comes out. But we're thinking anybody with a GoPro or a Tacticam, or any kind of video, video yourself fishing or hunting, and then we'll, we'll, we'll make it so that it, we can get it available, drop it to me in a, in a Dropbox or a OneDrive, and we will weekly, maybe bi-weekly, compile them and put it out on our YouTube channel. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good opportunity to get uh, some exposure for uh, the, the people that want to yeah. have a give us who you are, give us a little details about it. We can put it on the at the beginning of, of the little segment that you'll be on on that YouTube channel, and and then uh, watch away. Yeah, share it up and, with your friends yeah. and uh, and enjoy the uh, the outdoors. And, I think, know, it'll, be I think it'll be really good. Yeah. So, well. Sounds good, guys. Best right. of luck uh, yeah. this weekend. Take Appreciate care, Bill. it, Bill. See you again. All right. We Have shall talk. Have a good one. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.